Welcome to the Getting Unstuck Podcast. I'm Jenny Laurie Hope, your life and health coach. Getting Unstuck is an empowering podcast for women who are looking for a biblical perspective on their life and health challenges. You can expect to hear practical tips for living a healthy and productive life, faith-based wisdom to help you reduce anxiety and overwhelm, and simple ways to reconnect with God and find true wholeness. Hello, friends. Welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Today, we are talking about marriage, specifically how to get your marriage out of a rut and make it kind of fresh and new again and revive it. And I have been married almost 21 years, so I have experienced these ruts that come and go, right? If you've been married long enough, this is going to happen to you. So you want to know how to get out, right? First of all, I want to let you off the hook a little bit that if you're in a rut, it's not really your fault. You're not doing this on purpose. None of us wakes up and says, hey, I'd love to be in this marriage that's in a rut. That sounds so fun. That is not what we're doing. This is happening because our brain is looking for the easy way out. It's looking for the fastest way, the most efficient way to do things, the quickest way from A to B. And that is not naturally what's going to lead to the most flourishing, wonderful marriage. If you look at your day-to-day life, it's going to be easier just to live as roommates than it is lovers. Love Being a lover takes a lot more effort. If you have kids, it's going to make sense to talk about the business of the household first before you start prioritizing, talking about your dreams or what's a fun vacation, like all these other things are secondary. So it's, it's your brain is going, I'm smart. I know let's do this first. And that is helpful in many areas of our lives. If you're trying to like set some healthy habits, your brain can be fantastic. It can really help you. But when we're talking about marriage, we're going to want to fight against that natural tendency to get us back on the right track. So how do we do this? What does God say about it? Revelation 2, 4, and 5, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. Now the author is writing to churches here, but the same concept applies to us as spouses. And it's, it is really simple do the things you did at first. (laughs) If we break it down, the word forsaken means turned away. So you have forsaken the love you had at first. You've turned away from the love you had at first. Okay, well, what do we do? Repent. Repent means to turn around, to get back in alignment with what God says. Realize you're out of alignment, turn back around, get back in line. So it's not that this is a hard assignment objectively, but we can overcomplicate it. We can overthink it and just not take action. And if you really think about it, I mean, go back to the love you had at first. You loved this person. I mean, I assume you still do, right? But it was that love at first is usually very exciting and it's all lovey-dovey and rose-colored glasses and all of this stuff. But you pick this guy for a reason. He's a great guy. You might have decided to have babies with this man and and you wanted to live with him for the rest of your life. So let's go back to that place where you really had that um, passion and excitement for him. And there's some really simple practices we're going to do. This is not going to be complicated. It's just going to be something that you have to actually do. So I'm going to give you three things. 
Number one, journal gratitude about him. So I would recommend getting a journal just for this purpose, my I love my husband journal. (laughs) And you can start with just like three things a day, but not like surface, like let's go specific. And they don't have to be giant things. They can be small, but I want them to be specific so you can really remember each individual thing that he's doing that you're thankful for. And you can go back, like you can write, things you're thankful for now, today, yesterday, last week, last year, 10 years ago. It doesn't really matter. You're just remembering all of the good stuff. And that's going to soften your heart and put you in a better place for when you're interacting with him. Number two, bring back old habits. If we're going back to the beginning, what was it like in the beginning? Did you have cute pet names? Did you hold hands when you watch TV? Did you write notes? Gosh, I'm aging myself. (laughs) I would write notes on paper. We didn't have phones when we were first dating. (laughs) But now you you could text him, right? But pick pick like one. Don't make this overcomplicated, but just choose one. Choose one thing that's a habit from the beginning of your relationship that you can bring back in. Maybe it's a meal you used to make. Man, I used to make this yellow rice with tuna in it and like peas. It was a really, I don't know how I came up with this meal, but I still make a variation of that today. And it really does remind us of like, oh yeah, when we lived in that tiny, terrible apartment. And, but it's, our memories are powerful. They take us back to places. So even like a perfume you used to wear, like, just get creative. So don't overwhelm yourself. Just choose one, but think like, what's one thing I could bring back that would really kind of revive some old memories. And number three, put a date night on the books. We all know you've been told many times this is important, I'm sure, but it's actually putting it on the schedule. It doesn't need to be on a to-do list. It needs to be in your schedule. So pick a date pick a time, put it in there. If you need to get a sitter, get a sitter. If you need to call your mother-in-law, call your mother-in-law, but do the things you need to do to set that time aside. If we have an important doctor's appointment, we make that appointment. We keep that appointment. We prioritize that, right? We don't let all these other things creep in if we have an important appointment. So we need to set this like it is an important appointment because it is especially in the years where you don't have all this freedom when you have kids. So if you've still got kids in the house, it's like 10 times more important. You don't want to go years and years without having these date nights on the books. Of course, once a week would be fantastic, but once a month, I feel like is kind of the bare minimum. So get that on the books, get it scheduled today and think of something fun. Maybe you want to do something a little bit different Dinner's fun, a movie's fun, but sometimes it can be fun to just think outside the box too. And I just want to encourage you that God wants your marriage to be a huge source of goodness in your life. John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So we, part of that, a huge part of your life is your marriage. And so the enemy will come, steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to get your marriage. He's trying to ruin your marriage. 
but God wants to have an abundant marriage that's overflowing with love. And But sometimes we're going to have to fight for that a little bit. We're going to have to stand up and say, oh, this is something I want. I'm going to go and get it. And the nice thing about this list, let me just recap. So journal some gratitude, write three things you're thankful for. Number two, bring back an old habit from the beginning. Number three, get a date night on the books. If you start to do these things, you can do them without even telling your husband you're going to do them, right? Like you don't have to have some big discussion and get him on board with all these ideas. Like just start doing them. (laughs) You can be the one to take these steps and make these changes and start bringing some life and some connection back in. And I promise that God can use your efforts in really powerful ways to revive your marriage and and revive your husband's heart, revive your hearts for each other, and just be so encouraged that there is so much more on the other side of this rut. And you can get there. I believe in you, my friend. See you guys next week. 